The Xbox Drive is powered by the You, Me, and Capri Patreon. We want to say thank you to some people starting with our Diamond Executive Producers, Slimer Snarf, Lee Navarro, and Jonathan Brown. Also, our Platinum Producer, Robbie Bobby Miller. And then to our Gold Level Patrons like James Johnson, Jean Kay, Skinny Matt, Ashley Nicholson, Aaron Gropper, Trucker Sloth, Argo, Ryan Turford, Egg Shen, and Ray Sony Pony Martinez. Thank you everyone for all of your support. Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford, the man on the moose, and on our journey today, the Xbox Series S is real and it costs $2.99 and EA Play and Assassin's Creed 4K60 and there's too much happening, so jump on into the Xbox drop. Turbo speed! Hello, Sean Capri. Ryan Turbin, you cannot contain me today. This is the week that's happening. Everything is happening. We're buying everything. It's so affordable. Holy crap. How are you? I'm 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 infinitely hyped right now. I mean, I'm trying to contain myself because I know I have to pace myself between mm-hmm. now and November. Fair. But yeah, I'm I mean, not. today has been a today's been a whirlwind of excitement in the Xbox world. And honestly, I I texted you before the show started, but I'm so happy we record on Wednesdays because mm-hmm. yeah, this is just I'm I'm so amazed to wake up this morning and see all the amazing Xbox news and be able to talk about it with you because I need to talk about it with someone. And of course I'm not going outside, so I'm not talking to other people. So <laughs> I'm so glad I'm talking to you right now. That's an option. Yeah, absolutely. Same here, man. I was telling Chelsea and she's like, you've told me this already. And like everything is just like everything happens. And in, in the, in the developments that they have been happening, I'm like reaching out to somebody to talk to. She's like, yeah, okay, cool. Like not that she's not like, I'm kind of <laughs> downplaying it, but this is, this is way better. This is so much fun to talk to you, man. And this is what we've been waiting for. This is what we've been building up towards for i mean really three years of the xbox drive and certainly for the last number of months in the lack of e3 and everything but dude i could babble on why don't we uh why don't you take control of the the steering wheel of this show while i continue to drive the car for sure so let's clean the garage a little bit because we got some uh things to plug here first off my uh spoiler review of marvel's avengers is now live on the service so you can definitely check that out now i talk about 20 minutes or so about the game talk about the campaign as well as my early impressions with the end game. I, I've spent now about 40 hours with the end game of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've put a lot of time into it. So uh, definitely you can hear all my full thoughts about it there. Also, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Uh, we do have an extra mile coming for that. Uh, we don't have an exact date and time for that yet, but look out for that soon. Uh, that is in the, the works. It is happening. And last thing, we got a plug last night, Sean, you were on an emergency broadcast, <laughs> an emergency broadcast of the Xbox Empire. Tell me about that. Yeah. If uh, you think that I'm excited to be talking about this, at least um, I could wait until today to start podcasting about the new Xbox stuff. But with the whole like Brad Sam's video that came out and a lot of information was available just last night and even more came out this morning, of course. So Donnie Reese from the Xbox Empire hit me up and goes, we've got a podcast. We've got to get live on this. So um, 
you know, it's uh, please go check that out if you guys haven't already. You should definitely go subscribe to the Xbox Empire. Um, they, they do Xbox just a little bit differently, uh, mostly just like longer form conversation. Of course, this is in my car. I get coffee. It's 40 minutes. Um, we dive a little bit deeper into stuff over on the, or they do, I guess, um, on the on the Xbox Empire. And I did with Donnie last night. It was super fun. You guys should definitely check it out. Donnie made a prediction last night, and I think they had been making predictions about this that we'll get into about the whole EA Play. And I was like <laughs> completely wrong. I totally didn't think that that was going to happen. And I'm sure we'll be jumping into it soon. So uh, definitely check that out i was really just looking at our own feed to see like what else was kind of coming up this week this week to see if we were going to put that show onto this feed as well so stay tuned for that you may see that i can't remember if we're actually doing that this week or not but if not we'll, f- we'll go figure over it there out. it's fine go over there i mean the xbox drive you the podcast feed there will be there. yes yeah exactly plus the, i think donnie uh is actually recording again tonight he said this morning, so yeah, uh, yeah, definitely you'll get two episodes on, of the Xbox Empire this week, so go listen to that show. It's great. Donnie and Kevin are awesome. So, uh, Sean, we can't go right into the Xbox Series X soon, okay? Because Oof. we gotta, we gotta, you know, work ourselves into it, okay? Because we gotta talk about the playlist because you and I played a lot of games this week, and we gotta at least touch on some of the games we played this week. So, Sean, I'll start with you. What did you play this week? Uh, okay, well, really quickly, um, Donut County. <laughs> I played actually on my Switch, but you can't get it on on Xbox One. Uh, dude, that game is hilarious. Why did I like that game? I don't I really understand. It has something to do with raccoons and uh, having all these objects fall into a hole. It was oddly therapeutic and perfect for my uh, uh, my road trip that I took yesterday. I went to see some dinosaurs in Drumheller, Alberta, the Badlands. So I played that and I enjoyed it. I played Among Us for the first time, which is a PC game. And it's like this multiplayer. Have you heard this, Ryan? Have you seen people have been playing this? It's become very popular lately. I have not heard anything about this game, so tell me about it. Okay, Among Us is like, okay, so it's like this really, really cute and cartoony uh, little character. There's uh, You play a multiplayer with a bunch of your friends, and you're on some sort of like spaceship, it seems, and you're you're tasked with um, fixing things up. You have you have specific tasks to go around the spaceship and uh, fix the electrical wiring here, um, or fix the I don't know the light somewhere else. So you've got all these random tasks. But the problem is that two people, or maybe even one, one or two of you among your crew is an imposter, and they are they are Ooh. actively trying to kill you, and they are actively trying to sabotage the ship or whatever you're on, and it is so fun that it's kind of like a little mini game of Clue that you play throughout the game. Because when somebody dies, the murderer, uh, and I played a game as the imposter, and it is hilarious and awesome, <laughs> you try to like get away with murder, run away, and then as soon as somebody finds that body, they call like a town meeting where everybody jumps on in, everybody unmutes their mics and goes like, what happened? Where were you? What were you doing? What did you see? And you try to suss out like who is, who's the killer? Who's the imposter? And you try to like pit people against each other, and it's all this. It's amazing. It was five bucks on Steam. I really recommend it. It's this old game that apparently has found like this popularity recently, and I loved it, man. It's definitely going to be something I think I'll be streaming at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri pretty soon, my friend. Dude, that actually sounds really cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's that, awesome. Such a unique concept for a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really fun. I, I, it looks like something like if you're the imposter, it seems like it'd be pretty easy, but it's really, it's, <laughs> I killed somebody and then I did like, I tried to get as far away from the crime scene as possible. So I just ran away, but I accidentally did a loop right back to where that dead guy was. <laughs> so I accidentally returned to the scene of the crime. And that's where somebody was like, I saw Sean next to the dead body. I'm like, God, I was, that was like, I killed him two minutes ago. So good times with Among Us, dude. Really, really fun, but not even an Xbox game. What have you been playing? I mean that's still it still kind of counts, John. Sure, so, PCs, uh, Xbox. I play, 
yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I've I've been mostly playing Final Fantasy fourteen this week, which is technically on PC. So I mean, mm-hmm. there's that too. Nice. But I won't dive into that again. Marvel's Avengers pretty much stolen most of my week this week again for for the review and and because I just can't stop playing it. Because yeah. As as many problems as I have with that game, it's a game that just consumes all of my thoughts and I can't stop. Wow. Playing it, which is a sign of a good game. And honestly, I and I said this in the review, but I'm going to say it here as well for those who who aren't going to check out the review that. Mark my words right now. Mark this date on your calendar that by this time next year, Marvel's Avengers is going to be an amazing game. Yeah. Because with all the extra content that's coming, with all the bug fixes that they've already promised, they actually just pushed a patch today that fixed a bunch of stuff. Um, I really think that this is going to be a really solid game a year from now. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 going to be like No Man's Sky or uh, Destiny or a lot of these other games and service games that only get better with time. Um, so I would say for most people, just I would say probably just hold off until then. Um, but other games I wanted to give a, a quick shout out to number one, Toho Luna Nights. We talked about this cause it came to game pass this week mm-hmm. and I was like, what is this game? I have no idea what this is. Um, it's a, basically a 2d like cell shaded anime esque Metroidvania, which of course, you know, is totally up my alley. That's a Ryan game. And I, I totally had a lot of fun with it. I haven't dove in too far into it. I'm, I'm only about two hours into it. And, uh, but I really like it so far. Basically, uh, you play as a almost like a uh, super powered maid who ha- throws a bunch of knives and she has like time powers <laughs> and, you, and you use these like time powers to get you through these uh, really interesting environments. And you kind of like uh, all the Metroidvania esque powers that you earn that allow you to do get through different obstacles are all time based. So yeah. whether it's slowing down time or speeding up time or um, doing a whole bunch of different time related things. Um, I love how it's all like intricately weaved into the gameplay, but I don't have too much to say about it. Cause again, I'm, I'm still pretty early on, but so far my early impressions with the game are pretty awesome. And I definitely think that if you like Metroidvanias and you have game pass, I mean, it's on game pass. You should definitely check it out. Um, I think I had a lot of fun with it. And the last game that you and I both played together, Sean, yeah. Tony Hawk's pro skater one and two. Yeah. The remake is finally here from vicarious visions. Um, I've had a ton of fun with this game as well. Again, I haven't played it a ton, um, outside of the night that you and I played together and then a couple other sessions, mm-hmm. but, uh, I've had a lot of fun revisiting Tony Hawk one and two. I think that this remake does a solid job of, of bringing those games back in a big way. Um, it looks gorgeous on Xbox one X as well. Um, especially if you go back and compare it with the older games. Oh, no and, kidding. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it feels right to play as well. Like, mm-hmm. um, yes, I know that you and I both at least struggled a little bit uh, getting the timing down on a lot of stuff again. But for the most part, it feels just like picking up those old games again and playing them again. And uh, I'm curious to think what you you have to say about this, Sean, as well, because I know you have a, a slightly different take on this than I do. Yeah, I rage quit uh, this game the other night, but because of the multiplayer. this The multiplayer is something that is new to me. I don't even know if this was something that was like available back in the day. Um, somebody could quickly kind of correct me on that. So it was actually in Project 8, was oh, like the, okay. when they started this type of multiplayer um and then because that's when online started to to kick in for a lot of these games and uh yeah that's when tony hawk made its first foray into multiplayer but the multiplayer is interesting because you basically go into a lobby with people mm-hmm. and you kind of and it gives you like one of three different types of objectives right um and and then uh depending on what the objective is you go and, and compete um uh, but for the most part i found it to be a pretty chill experience because even if you even if i wasn't winning i was still having a good time sure until you start to get into some of those like get a really get like a 
a hundred thousand points in a combo kind of thing. Oh, and those then are somebody, easy, Sean. Well, those are easy. Not for me, and this is the rage quit <laughs> thing. Like maybe this just isn't for me for now. And this is a very typical thing for me with, uh, particularly with uh, Activision games like Call of Duty and things like that, where I really need to spend way more time with the single player stuff. Even though like all my friends are playing multiplayer right now, so it's like the call is there for multiplayer and jumping in with friends. But I'm not quite good enough and i need to just go through like the rudimentary type of stuff like i need to go find skate i need to go find the um the hidden tapes and everything like that throughout all the levels and learn them quite a bit better and just do that so from that perspective i'm like i'm not quite ready for multiplayer just yet but i'm i'm really liking it i bought it digitally so it's never going to leave my hard drive and i can always just jump in and jump out i'm really happy that i have it and yeah man this is kind of like the gold standard of, of remakes and remasters and recapturing the nostalgia, but giving it the, the coat of paint that it needs for today's games and what we're all used to these days. There's lots of things to go check off and just feel like you're progressing. And as you build your skater, like I always put like a big beard on my skater. So I want to like customize him more and more with clothes and the, the design under my skateboard and things like that. So I'll, I'll kind of continue to play it. I'm glad I have it. But yeah, it's I don't know that there's much to be said more than um, that you didn't already kind of mention. It's just a really yeah. solid skater game and not a full price $60 game either. Exactly. And, and the one thing I will say is I'm so glad Tony Hawk is just back in, oh, yeah. a, in a positive way. Like Tony Hawk has been down and out for so many years with Tony Hawk Ride and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. And mm-hmm. I'm just so glad we finally have a good Tony Hawk game back yeah like I'm, I'm so excited to finally see what they what they're going to go with the and do with the series uh going forward because from what uh, what i'm seeing so far is that it's selling well so i would imagine that vicarious visions maybe does a sequel to this game like that's what i'm really hoping for is i hope that'd this be interesting kicks, it kick flips us nice. into more tony hawk man going forward cool skater lingo exactly anyways we got to slam the brakes on this conversation show sean because we got to get into the big topic of the show. All right. The topic is your the breaking news because there's so much news to talk about. So here's what I'm going to do, folks. I'm going to kind of run down all the news stories while Sean approaches McDonald's or wherever Sean's going. I don't know where it is. I'm trying to go to a different McDonald's and I thought there was one on this street and there is not. So I <laughs> might have to go somewhere else. Maybe we'll go to like the Starbucks have a, have a drive through or something. I might. Well, who I knows, mean, man? I don't know. Do. I just didn't want to I go mean, to the same one. Exactly. So I'm going to read down all this stuff while, while Sean's <laughs> driving, and then we'll have we're going to have a big discussion about the news because there's a lot of it to unpack here. So uh, first on the docket, the Xbox Series S and X release dates and prices have officially been revealed. The Xbox Series S and X will both launch worldwide on November 10th. The Xbox Series S will launch at with a price of $379.99 Canadian or $299 US dollars, while the S sorry, while the X will launch at 599 Canadian dollars or 499 US dollars. Both consoles will be included as part of the Xbox All Access program, offering the Series S at $25 US per month and the Series X at $35 US dollars a month. These subscriptions also include Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for 24 months as well as the console. So you basically pay that monthly fee uh, for two years Mm -hmm. and includes your Game Pass right in there. Um, The Xbox All Access program will also be expanding to 11 additional countries outside of the U.S. because it was available in the U.S. last year through Amazon and some other retailers. uh, But it is now coming to Australia, Canada, which is exclusive to EB Games, Denmark, Finland, France, New Zealand, Norway, Poland, South Korea, 
Sweden and the UK. So any of those countries you can now uh, sign up for a, pay, uh, a plan. And there's all kinds of details about this as part of the article that I linked in the show notes in case you want to get more details about how all this stuff works. We don't have pricing for any of the other regions, including Canada yet. For this, we only have the US pricing. So I would interpret that it'll probably just uh, tack 10 more dollars onto that that's subscription fee in Canada. And that's probably what we're looking at here. Next up, the Xbox Series S, I talked about it just a second ago, was officially re- revealed. It will support the following features. It'll have no disk drive. It'll basically be digital only. It'll support up to 1440p at 120 frames per second. It'll have DirectX ray tracing, variable rate shading, variable refresh rate, ultra low latency, 512 gigabytes of SSD storage, and then 4K media streaming and game upscaling. And then the last thing I want to touch on before we get into the discussion, EA Play is officially now part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. In fact, actually, it's part of all the Game Pass tiers. So even if you only have PC, for example, it's part of just the PC Game Pass subscription. However, that's not as of today. It's coming sometime holiday 2020, they said. So we do know that that is coming um, and that it will be available at no additional cost. The cost of Game Pass is not going up uh, or anything like that. So it's all rolled into the same price we're paying now. So before we get into the launch games, Sean, I need to know your take on all this. First of all, we should probably start with the price. What do you think about the price? Do you think that this is fair for both consoles? Uh, what do you think about this? It it does a couple things for me. Number one, two ninety nine is, and it and it varies from uh, territory to territory. It's actually cheaper than the Nintendo Switch in the UK and I believe here in Canada as well because there's some favorable exchange rates kind of stuff happening. So that is incredibly aggressive. Um, I think they've combined an awesome set of features with that price point that is going to make it really difficult to turn away. It's honestly made me think about, like, maybe that is the console for me. I'm not entirely sure. I still am leaning towards Series X just because, like, it future-proofs me and it's got that additional storage. It's got one terabyte versus 512. Um, Mm. And so, like, I'm still wondering, but, dude, like, it seems to me that that's the console they're actually trying to sell this year. Like, we've we've been focusing so heavily on Series X and I think just because this is brand new and it's sort of like the lesser than quote console, um, people might think of it as like the bonus or the add-on. But it seems to me like this is actually at the heart of their strategy. This is the console for the millions and billions of people out there that they can afford, they can jump in on. And then if you're really caring about the K's and the P's and everything else, then you've got the Series X. Like that's the luxury item. But this is the the heart of their next-gen strategy. And I think that is so, it's such a flipped script and I can't be I can't help but be totally taken by by all of it, man. How about you? Yeah, I think that it's so much different from what both uh, Sony's doing, but even something that Xbox has done in the past, because mm-hmm. the last time we saw two SKUs at launch from Xbox, it was the 360 era with the arcade and the, the core um, consoles. And uh, the those two consoles were the same console, but they just the only difference was one had a hard drive and right. one didn't. This is the first instance where they've done two very different performance-wise consoles. And ultimately, I think a lot of people, I think, wrote off the Series S because they thought it was going to be a lesser machine than the Series X. When they saw four teraflops in some of the leaked specs, they thought, hey, why this is less powerful than the Xbox One X. Why would I ever buy this console? But with the official specs that got released today, it really shows that... This console is really just the Series X 
but with less teraflops and it's going to uh, work the same as like it's not going to be able to do 4k 60 but if you don't have a tv that does 4k 60 anyways why why would you even need the xbox series x at this point? right right um, i mean at this at this point like your tv your setup at home is probably going to constitute more as to which of these two consoles is the better option for you mm-hmm. and I, I think that it even has me questioning things like seriously it, because i don't have an hdmi 2.1 tv so do I really need the Series X at this holiday? Mm-hmm. I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about it uh, with future proofing, where I think ultimately I probably will still go with the Series X for that reason, because I do suspect within the next couple of years, I'm going to upgrade my TV yeah. to a HDMI 2.1 TV because I'm going to want those extra features. Um, and I don't want to have to buy the console again in, in, in two more years, for example, when I make that TV purchase. So it might just be better for me to make that right now. Um, but yeah, I, I know I've actually seen a lot of positive feedback on Twitter, on Same. other social media about people who are excited about this console that maybe either were a originally going to buy the series X, but they're now buying the series S or B are people that were are buying PS five this holiday that are now going to buy this on top of this or people who have a Nintendo switch, but don't have an Xbox or a PlayStation PlayStation. And this is going to be their road into it. So I think you're absolutely right. I think that. This holiday in particular, I think, is going to give a serious push to the Series S. And I mean, they're both going to sell out, I think. But I think even beyond the holiday, even spring 2020, 2021, I think the Series S is probably going to be the console that's going to outsell the other by even a two to one ratio. I think there's so much more interest in that console that I think it's a slam dunk. I think that it's something that an angle that Sony can't compete on because yeah. uh, even the the digital only PS5 is not going to be 299. Like there's no way yeah. that 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 they're going to price it that way. So um yeah, it gives a, a a way into the Microsoft ecosystem at a very affordable price. And not only that, the Xbox One S for holidays like you can't discount that either because that's going to get a pretty steep price cut I would assume this holiday too. That'll be interesting. Like that'll probably be a $200 console yeah. this year. Yeah. Like, at that price even that might be the people's gateway into game pass on its own because mm-hmm. it'll be so cheap. Like you'll see it on the shelf on, on black Friday and be like, Oh, why not pick up this console for $200 and then get game pass. Well, and you point. can see the stepping stones that you end up doing as well, where you go like, okay, two ninety nine. I wasn't really into Xbox before, but like two ninety nine is pretty convincing. And then it's like, Oh, and game pass is included. If I'm going to do this on a monthly thing, it's like, Oh man. And EA access. So it's like, you kind of started having like this buying. You're starting to say yes a lot until you go, I think I'm just going to buy this. And then a funny thing kind of happens. I'm not sure if this is for everybody where you go $2.99. Okay, well, $4.99 is actually not too terribly far from that. Like it's not double. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's it, only 200 bucks. Does, isn't yeah. it weird how it looks like Like it, you go $2.99 and $4.99. Like you walk your way up to a Series X kind of in a, in a weird kind of way. I feel like they've really priced this out. They featured it out completely perfectly. Where, like you said, if even if uh, the biggest win they get out of this is having people who will buy a PS5, but then they'll also buy a, buy a Series S, that's a huge, huge win because you had people this whole generation buying PS4s and turning their nose up at Xbox. Even with Game Pass as a great value and even uh, everything else that comes along with it, this is about as perfect, I think, as you can launch a console minus Halo. <laughs> that's the only yeah. thing that's like we're almost like ignoring it it's like nobody really wants to talk about that it's a it's a huge miss like if you had halo on top of all this it's like holy yeah. crap man it'd what be, a launch it'd be a slam dunk mm-hmm. like it'd be a, a must buy at this point yeah for a lot of people i think 
yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of depressing that to it's like I I want to know what uh, it would have looked like in the alternate reality where Halo came out, and uh, mm-hmm. we did because we also know that there's lots of games to go along with the series S and X, and we should touch on them real quick because we got some quick announcements today about those, including Assassin's Creed Valhalla got its release date moved up to uh, November 10th. Uh, Dirt 5 is also coming out the same day. Gears Tactics, the console version, is also coming out November 10th. And then Watch Dogs Legion's next-gen version is also coming out on launch day as well. Dude, so yes. Th- those are the confirmed games. So, I mean, I- I've seen lots of chatter on, with, on people on t- uh, Twitter also saying that that, that 299 is great, but there's no games. I'm like, no, yeah. there, of course there's lots of games to play. Like, there, there, we not only that, but we have Call of Duty and Yakuza Like a Dragon mm-hmm. and Destiny uh, Beyond Light all launching that same week. Like, Beyond Light's also a day and date Game Pass game as well with the consoles. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think they're real, pretty well positioned this holiday, as well positioned as they possibly could be without Halo. Mm-hmm. And Halo could have just been that extra cherry on top that really could have just pushed it over the top this holiday but at the same time i still think that um with the series s in particular i think that both are going to do really well this holiday and obviously we know that they're going to sell out <laughs> dude there's so many you know, games it's it's like people are experiencing this with the switch after after the the wii u kind of happened where there was all these great games on wii u but nobody liked it nobody bought it and now everybody has a switch and they're like hang on a second like super mario 3d land or 3d world is a great game all the or tokyo mirage sessions is a great game all these games that were stranded on on wii u nobody played and I feel like that's going to play into people's experience if they're jumping into Xbox for the first time. Is like, oh man, I always wanted to get into Gears Five, but I couldn't. And now it's running at 120 frames per second on my on my Series X or or even on my Series S. I believe they confirmed that as well. Uh, yep. Forza Horizon Four confirmed 120 uh, hertz on these things. Like these are really really great games that people are going to be experiencing for the first time. So for some people, it's going to be their first and. If it wasn't for Nintendo kind of already proving this concept as being important, um, I wouldn't mention it otherwise. But it's definitely a thing in Nintendo land. And I'm excited for people to play some of these games. And there's countless others on, on Game Pass that, yeah, they're, they're quote-unquote old games. But they're going to be new to people um, coming into to Xbox. And at $2.99 or 25 bucks per month, there's going to be a lot of people in that boat, I feel. Yeah. And and funny enough, and I wanted to segue into this, and you segued nicely, Sean, into Xbox All Access. I think I, I ran the math on it. You actually save twenty dollars mm-hmm. if you if you do it uh, with all access for across if you're paying monthly for Game Pass Ultimate and you buy the console separately. It's cheaper. It's cheaper and to it's, do it that way. It's more financially responsible to not dump six five hundred dollars all at once. Like keep that money in your bank account. It's interest like, free. You're not like you're not out of money at all. Like you said, it is cheaper and also. It does. We kind of breeze over this too. It includes EA EA Play, which was EA Access. Yeah. And there's a couple of people I've been talking to who recently resubscribed, like they re up for the next year. That's getting bundled in. It's getting converted over. You're not getting screwed over on that. They're going to do the conversion for you, similar to the Xbox Live to Game Pass Ultimate thing that they did a while ago. So it's all mm-hmm. good, man. So funny fact is, uh, I should bring up my own personal situation, Sean, because my EA Play subscription expires in November just naturally. Oh wow! Uh, but I've been play, but I I I always have been buying EA Play or EA Access for on a yearly basis ever since it came out. Mm-hmm. Combined with the fact that I already pay monthly for Game Pass, so at that point, at this point, I'm like, well, why? Like, barring like some kind of weird conversion in the amount of money I'm paying Canadian. I'm asking myself the question: Why don't I do the Seriously. Xbox All Access for my Series X rather than paying 
600 Canadian dollars this mm-hmm. holiday uh, for the console. Like, I have the money saved up for it, but at the same time... You could put that towards your new it, TV. Yeah, I could put that towards my new TV or buy more games or mm-hmm. just save You don't need to buy more games. That's things. the thing. They're all in Game Pass. <laughs> it's insane, I know, but You don't or, need to buy I mean, controllers. They all things. work. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I'm good at this holiday. That might just be the best option for me personally. I could even uh, sell my, Siri, my Xbox One X and then put some of that money towards a, a series s to sit on my desk wow. and then have a series x in my living room like yeah I, these are all things i'm thinking about and and i'm just waiting for the canadian pricing to come out on that but yeah i mean i'm really interested in that option and i also think like you said that's going to get a lot more people in on the in the door than than we're even thinking about now big time like, I, I think i think if supply was infinite this holiday they could they can make a killing on these i agree with, I, with all access i totally agree i hope that is the case that the, that the, the supply isn't constrained one thing that i wanted to jump back to you real quick that we sort of breezed over is the announcement of uh assassin's creed valhalla jumping back a week which i think is super interesting you gotta wonder if it was originally lined up for maybe a different release date did xbox move their release date from 17 to 10 i think that would be interesting to know but also ryan remember all the turmoil remember all the i can't believe assassin's creed is only going to run at 4k 30 well that's not even that's not even a worthwhile conversation anymore because they confirmed 4k 60 on series x so everybody can just relax that game is going to run great and it's going to be there on day one and i can't wait as we go towards and come closer to the launch day i'm going to be watching very very closely what that day one um is going to look like for people what are you playing on the first day because i think that's super important and that will be between the final price that we get from playstation and what people are playing on day one on that console versus uh in xbox land those are the final pieces of this story that we have to tell my friend yeah and actually uh i wanted to bring this up because uh i I was going to steal this from unlocked this week because they uh, ryan mccaffrey asked this question to the host there sean what are you going to be playing on the Series X. What's Ooh. the very first game you're going to pop into your Series X, do you think? I'm pretty sure it's, it's Assassin's Creed. I think Assassin's Creed is probably going to be the first game that I play, uh, which is very fitting because Assassin's Creed Odyssey was my, it, I mean, if not the, it's one of my favorite games of this generation. I think that's going to be the one, man. How about you? So if Cyberpunk was going to come out that day, yep. it would probably would have been Same. Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. but I think that I have to go with the, the, the choice I said a year ago, with, or when, when this got it down, it was less than a year ago. Uh, it's got to be Ninja Gaiden Black on the original <laughs> Xbox. I got to see just how much better it runs. I got to see how many frames uh, Rio Hayabusa gets up to there it uh, is. When it, running around the ninja environments. But obviously, it's probably going to be Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. It's the, probably the first game I go through. Uh, on the Series X, but no, I mean that's the that's the first that's my benchmark right there mm-hmm. is is Ninja Gaiden Black. How well does it run on Series X? Yeah, that's how how good. I mean, know the Dirt's right there as well. Dirt Five is going to be releasing on all other consoles the week before with a free upgrade to Series X, so that will be um, essentially a launch game as well. So that that could be up there as well. I really like to see like I love racing games. I love Forza, and fortunately that Forza is not going to be there. So if I can get my hands yeah, on, without Forza, on Dirt, like that's going to be a great game to pick up. Mm-hmm. On is dirt five yeah man yeah. yeah and gears tactics uh is also coming i'd be interested to see how that plays on console lots of stuff dude it's gonna be great yeah and plus i mean we still have the ubisoft forward event tomorrow oh snap i, I forgot ima- yes i would imagine that other things will like might get announced too like i mean we know gods and monsters is getting a re-reveal rainbow six quarantine is getting revealed again mm-hmm. tomorrow too so plus other things so yeah i'm i'm really excited to see what's happening and i mean if call of duty was day and date maybe that might be the go-to yeah that I, i'll be getting that the next well. week yeah but it's three or it's three, three days, days later, later yeah november 13th yeah 
and and just like Yakuza like a dragon probably same thing yeah like, uh, I think that by later. the way I think that's PlayStation's release date I think it's gonna be the 13th I think it's gonna be really really close yeah I would imagine they're probably like they're probably even gonna be the same week like, yeah probably within a same thing yeah that so uh Xbox is Tuesday I think PlayStation's Friday yeah that that makes perfect sense although I mean that you could like dragons not coming to PS5 day and date, so you can't. I, I wouldn't go. wager that into it. So why but, would you get a PlayStation? Yeah, with Assassin's Creed moving up, it's like why would you? Why like with Call of Duty launching on the 13th, it makes perfect sense for PS5 to come out mm-hmm. the same day. Um, but yeah, lots of exciting stuff. But Sean, we gotta uh, wrap things up. But before we do that, let's let some of our friends into the car with us because it's time for the carpool, and we got a few questions this week. Uh, about a whole bunch of different stuff. So let's start with Blaze Knight at Blaze Knight 0923. He asks, with five of the six of the major game retailers beginning the shift to digital-only options, how do you think Microsoft will handle the backwards compatible angle with when physical media becomes obsolete? Download code vo- vouchers for physical trade-ins, ignoring the problem altogether. Sean, do you think at all that Microsoft will offer anything as far as backwards compatibility once the disk drive once we eventually get like the next uh iteration of the series x for example that doesn't have a disk drive yeah isn't that the really unfortunate part about all this i I saw somebody take um a pretty realistic angle at this to basically say so backwards compatibility with physical media is a premium in that it's only really available with the series x that is a that's a real statement um how are they going to handle this i i think partially like just exactly as he said probably just walk away from this uh i would love to see them have like <laughs> this is such a silly thing and never will happen but the um like a disc drive like the hd dvd attachment that you got for the 360 oh, that'd be great if there was an option for you to play some of those old things but yeah i don't think i'm gonna see anything like a voucher or anything like that i don't know even how you'd go about doing that um but mm, that that's a tough one because you just it is so uh, it's such a core part of their strategy and what they talk about. But at the same time, the thing that they're offering to everybody, it's like you can't use your discs. You can buy them digitally. You got them through Game Pass and things like that. But that's a that's a tough one, man. How about you? Yeah, I think that ultimately because they're already making all of the backwards compatible games digital only, I think that's the, just their approach to it. I think that um, eventually there, when we don't have consoles with disc drives, if you want to go back and play these games backwards compatible you're gonna have to dig out your series x that has a disk drive of it and play mm-hmm. it that way i think that that's just the direction they're going in as as much as uh someone who like me who really value highly values game preservation um i really hope they don't go in that direction but it's just what other option do they have they can't just have you scan the barcodes on your games right for, uh, uh, game boxes because then you could just go to your local retro game store and just scan all the boxes there and you have all the games exactly so I, I i don't think it works like it's not going to work that way so yeah i would imagine that or likewise they're like microsoft isn't going to accept trade-ins for this because like what do they do with the versions you trade to them well like, exactly they, just, they become garbage garbage at that point right so and it's only for yeah. eligible games as well like there's only it's not that every game is possible so like are you going to be sending in games that aren't even part of the program so yeah it's it's unfortunate i but i mean who knows man they've been super crazy about some other things like i wouldn't put it past them to go here's your disk drive you can buy optionally to attach to this thing who knows yeah that's honestly a, a possible thing and i mean we've seen it before again like you said with the hd dvd drive um so it's not outside the realm of possibility mm-hmm. so yeah i mean i could see them doing something like that going forward i mean i could see even both companies doing that like sony might do that with ps5 eventually there might be a disk drive option for like that you can buy separately. that'd be great that. yeah 
Next up, Seamus McIsaac at Famous Seamus asks, so which Xbox series do you think will sell more Xbox One X or S? Um, we talked about this a little bit. I think that the S is definitely going to sell more than the X, maybe even until next holiday yeah. or even going forward. I think that that's going to be the go-to platform for a lot of people, really until people start adopting HDMI 2.1 TVs. And I think that that becomes more widespread than I think that definitely people are going to be more people going to be buying the S than the X. Um, and that sort of goes into what we talked about. Yeah, a little bit I agree. Yeah. Uh, Jason C at J carping about asks what games that are currently not on the service would benefit from being on game pass ultimate. Sean, I'll start with you on this one. Which games would, do you think would really benefit being on game pass that aren't like cyberpunk? <laughs> is that an, like cyberpunk? Is that, is that feel, I feel like it's almost like too, too default of an answer, but that's the one that's well, the thing that's missing. But it's too default to the point where we already know it's happening, Sean. Obviously. I mean, we already know it's coming to Game Pass. Obviously. It's so obvious. Yeah, that would obvious, be that would be just incredible, man. Donnie and I were doing but, some math yesterday after after the Xbox Empire, and we're like, do you like I don't even know how these deals work. Like, do they basically like buy out? You know, if it was sixty dollars per per unit and ten million people are on Game Pass, is that a six hundred million dollar deal, or is it something <laughs> a little bit different than that? I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it really. I guess there's a whole bunch of different factors mm-hmm. that would go into. I would imagine it's probably a pretty big money deal. Maybe yeah. not six hundred million, but I would say maybe at least a hundred billion mm-hmm. or two hundred billion. I mean, it's definitely it'd definitely probably be up there uh, for sure. Um, as far as going back to Jason's question, though, I think that ultimately, I think games that are not on the service. I mean, I would have actually said Destiny if Destiny. Wasn't yep. coming to the service. Yep. I think live service games in particular mm. or MMOs are, that aren't on Game Pass are games that should be on Game yeah, Pass. Yeah, the Division so, 2. I would, yep, definitely. The, yeah, the Division 2. Um, we know Final Fantasy 14 is coming to Xbox eventually. That is a game that should be on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. It's the game that, type of game that should be on Game Pass. I mean, especially with uh, a game like Fantasy Star Online, I think that that um, has brought so many more people into it because it's a free-to-play game. Or Elder Scrolls Online is another live service game that has really grown a community on Xbox because it's on Game Pass. Nice, yeah. Um, so I, I think experiences like that, live service games definitely are, are games that should be on there. Even something like Marvel's Avengers, I think, is yeah. the type of game that's probably perfect for Game Pass in a year or two or whenever Square Enix is ready to put it on the service because they'll just get so many more people in the door playing your live service games and then they can make the money on microtransactions because there is a huge influx of people playing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's the type of game we should see more on Game Pass. Last question I'll throw to Joel aka Falcon at Joel aka Falcon. He asks, with all of the great Xbox news, people are still finding ways to talk negatively about (laughs) Xbox. What more at this point can Microsoft do to please people? Especially, again, I saw the comment, Betty DeRout quite a bit on Twitter th- this morning. Sure, the Xbox Series X and S are well-priced, but there are no games on it. Yeah. But Sean, what do you say to those people? What what, what, what do you think I, Microsoft needs to do to win those people over? I feel like the, I just don't have time for those people. It's a, it's a factually inaccurate statement. Uh, we just talked about all the games that are coming out on day one. The games that are still coming within the first month are all there. There is a massive overlap of games that are, are similar to both PlayStation and on Xbox. My question is just like, it's not why should I buy an Xbox? It's like, why wouldn't you? At this point, like, it's actually going to cost you more money. You're paying a luxury to remain loyal to PlayStation at this point. Like, there's really not much benefit to it, uh, especially for people who are Xbox fans who will continue to, to carry over. Like, you and I are just talking about this. We're finding extra money 
that we weren't we would have been spending in other ways. We're like, oh snap! If I just do it this way, we actually have money to put towards something else to enhance our video game experience. People are going to be spending more money on PlayStation for what? Like, I don't. I I'm I'm actually kind of fed up with it to be honest with you. Like, what what is there? And I'm not trying to take away from the the the, the exclusive games are awesome, but the vast majority of the experience is way better it's undeniable at this point it's way better on xbox so i don't know dude like just go fly kite those people are becoming fewer and fewer uh, farther between um louder voices i think playstation centric voices are gonna be trying xbox for the first time in a big way and they and in a way that where they're like you know i have an xbox but it gathers dust i feel like people are going to be playing their xbox because it's just like why wouldn't you? There's so many games that you can get at $25 a month. It's so, it's actually stupid. Yeah. Especially like, um, like destiny, for example, is a bit, is a, a big example of this. It's like, why would I buy destiny on PlayStation now? Right. If, 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 if I have access to a $300 machine that I can pay a subscription to just play it with mm-hmm. all my friends and have all the expansions, like it's all there. At that point it's like, yeah. Well, even even and all the Madden and FIFA and everything else. Like somebody else was like, well, I play a lot of like like Madden or, or I play a lot of FIFA. I saw somebody on Twitter today. It's like that's just yeah. all included. Twenty five bucks a month. Yeah. I mean, you don't get the games day one, but you still get the the ten hour trials mm-hmm. before they come out, and then you get the discounts on the games, mm-hmm. and then they eventually the do games. all come to the vault. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. even if you don't have to play the brand new game day and date, like you can play whatever it is FIFA twenty. You can play FIFA twenty right now, right? Because twenty one just no, coming out. But we, we finally made it, Sean. Dragon Age Inquisition is finally on Game there Pass. There you go. That's what this means. There you go. You can play all the, Dragon, all Age the games, Dragon Age games. All the Mass Effect games. All the, st- all the Bioware games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's incredible, man. I just I don't understand I mean, it. Why wouldn't you? Just think about yeah. how much more money you're going to be spending to play like Ratchet & Clank. Like That doesn't add up to me. And I'm not trying to take away anything from Ratchet & Clank. I think it looks great. It looks awesome. I can't wait to get my hands on it. But that doesn't make sense. It's going to be hundreds and hundreds of dollars more so that you get all the same games and also Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, it's it's one of the reasons why I personally, and I've talked about this uh, before on Twitter, but uh, I'm personally waiting to buy PS5 next year. Same. Like, that's my plan. I'm buying Xbox this year and then PS5 next year because uh, Ratchet and Clank is the only game I know of right now within that time frame that I want. Right. Is and that the thing that's really not worth the scales? Is that when people are really yeah. hanging their hats on? Again, not to take away from it, but it's like, really? You have, that's the difference between the two. All the I mean, games are I, the same. People like me are excited for it, but again, it's not to the point where it's system selling yeah. for me. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it's a tipping scale because there's also stuff like Guilty Gear that's exclusive to PlayStation that's coming out What's next that? year. Um, which it's a fighting game. Sure. It's a really fun anime fighting game. And then you've got stuff like Horizon and stuff. So I am excited for PlayStation 5 games. And I do think there are yeah, there's reasons there. to buy that console. But I think at launch, mm-hmm. the launch lineups are pretty much the same other than a couple games. Yeah, man. Like, and, even, and there's stuff on Xbox that's Xbox only, like the medium that I'm super excited about that you can only play on Xbox. Yeah. So uh, there is that. But Sean... We've we've ta- talked enough. We got to go. So before we go, Sean plugs. Find me on Twitter at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. Find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. And if you like this even just a little bit, you can go to patreon.com slash Capri to support the show uh, monetarily, if you so choose. Ryan Turford, how about you, my friend? You can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. That's T-U-R-F-O-R-D. You can also find me on YouTube making videos about Sega CD games over at youtube.com slash Ryan Turford. And you can find us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 157 of the Xbox Drive, and we out. Why wouldn't you just buy an Xbox ball?